You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Sitting on the toilet. 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 Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. If you see us online at Jim and Matt, we couldn't hear each other, but we figured it out, didn't we, Matt Hamilton? <laughs> well, G figured it out. Yes. Thanks, G. What was going on, Alex G? Uh, I thought you were at mic one originally. You you are sitting at mic four, so that's... Uh... The mic I've been at for a while now, yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Jesse works. sat at the other one the other day when I filled in. You know for a million different reasons, I am not Jesse Nelson. <laughs> Matt Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Why we start with uh, that uh, potty talk? Because that's where Alex Strofe has been the last two days because he's been out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know exactly what has him out. I think he said he had a sore throat. But um, we're going to get to the Aaron Rodgers thing in a second. I was all primed to do so. But... Went to lunch today, went downstairs, so this was not a teammate, uh, but went downstairs here at the Spark Building to uh, use the restrooms, the, the urinal on the way out, and one, Matt, they're kind of a little bit of a around the corner, so you kind of have to, you turn the corner, and if someone's there, it's kind of a surprise. Imagine my surprise <laughs> when I turn the corner today, and there's someone standing basically uh, bottomless, no, like not... Uh, like half down or underwear showing, like pants on the floor using the urinal. And that was pretty jarring to me and seems wildly uncommon because then when I went to use the toilet, the stall to go number one, pants stayed on. There's design in the men's clothing that you really don't have to remove much of anything if you don't want to. <laughs> Is that designed into men's clothing or just designed into men in general? True. But I mean that, like, look, there's a zipper and there's usually a front area in your underwear that you can <laughs> you can stay mostly clothed and use the urinal. I'm not saying you have to do that. But I am saying it is extreme. Did you look around for, like, a prank cam or something? Right? No, I did not. I, <laughs> I was so taken aback. I just, like... Like, you were even... You went to the actual you turn a, stall. You turned a corner, and so you're you, like, whoa. And then I just... like, I'm not standing next to you either. No, I... Le- I well, it's only one here. Oh, for, uh, yeah. I thought there was two No, 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 no. There's <laughs> there's only one. So I just did a quick, like... You know, you play basketball, a Euro step over to the left, and then into the, <laughs> into the stall, and did my business, and then left. But... Is that uncommon, Matt Hamilton, as far as... And I guess 844-770-3776... Do you keep your pants on, or do you drop them all the way to the floor when using the urinal? Maybe, I think that's wildly uncommon as far as having your pants on the floor and underwear using the urinal, but maybe I'm the weirdo. 844-770-3776. Do you keep your pants on uh, when you uh, use the urinal? Um, So, embarrassingly, it wasn't a super long time ago 
from the last time I pulled my pants all the way down to my ankles to use a public urinal. <laughs> okay. So there is a legendary Norwegian curler who passed away like a year or two ago. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. He was like seriously a legend. Everybody liked him. What's his name? His name's Thomas Alsrud, and he was the guy that wore the crazy pants at the Olympics. You might remember like in 2010, that's when curling started to get some hype or like maybe a little bit more hype and that Norwegian team was on like the front edge of it because they had like the really wild curling pants. Okay. Anyway, this guy, he would do this thing with his curling team. They they called a team P and they would go like one guy would go in and basically scout out the bathroom and however many urinals there were, he would recruit that many people to go in and do exactly what you were saying you didn't you're hoping not to. So, like, basically, like, take them all up in hopes that while you're in there doing it, at some point, somebody comes in and has to use the bathroom and ends up having to wait for, you know, five guys with their pants around their ankles using the bathroom. Well, it just it's seems... more for the best. Yes, it's yes. not like when... If you're a team of one with a yeah. single urinal, it, it doesn't quite land the same way. 844-770-3776. Do you drop your pants to the floor and underwear when you use the urinal? It's and way it, funnier if it was like five guys at a yes, urinal. Well, then you would have got a chuckle out yes, of it. Absolutely. As opposed to just one guy at a single urinal. Not quite as funny. Because it's uh, confusing. Because why... I don't want... I don't like the bottom of my shoes touching the bathroom floor. I don't like <laughs> using the public restroom at all if I have to. I'm not going to drop my pants to the floor who then I have to pick up and then put... Back on, which means they've been on the bathroom floor by the urinal. And we all know guys don't have the greatest aim. And I'm going to splash. And splash. splash. But also, like, a lot of times these urinals, now here the restrooms are nicer at Spark Building, but like the floors are often wet in a men's room, like, especially around the urinal, like the leaking, you know, it might not be fresh. Like, why would you do this? This is clearly like you didn't make a choice, like, oh, this restroom's nice. I'm going (laughs) to drop trial completely. (laughs) This has got to be a habit. But if you've been to like a bar, like an older bar, and Sometimes, especially around the urinal, the floor's just wet or sticky. And like, yeah. Just for that simple aspect of it. Yeah. Forget the feeling exposed. You're just on the floor. Gee, is this, uh, you're younger. Is this the, uh, uh, this person was probably close to Matt's age. No, there has to be multiple beers involved if, if anything debauchery. Because I would consider that borderline debauchery in the bathroom. You can't have cheeks exposed to take a pee. It's because, and it's mainly, it's such a, it's a cheeky move. <laughs> it is. But cheeks out is a bold way to use the restroom because it's also just so out of the ordinary. Would have been even funnier if you turned around and just looked at Jim dead in the eye and said, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Maybe the person is from a different country. Maybe it's a, a different, maybe it's a European thing. I don't know. Maybe this is. European. Yeah. <laughs> well, the well. yard possum from Lake Mills chimes in. When I went to school on the east side of Madison, we had a kid in fourth or fifth grade that would do that. It definitely would catch you off guard. And uh, Tim in Oregon chimes in. I'm old enough not to go potty. Did I say go potty? It's I have children. That's just what I say. Uh, 844-770-3776. When you use the urinal, are your cheeks out? That's basically uh, how I just you know went to the restroom and... Boom, someone was in there. Public restroom. <laughs> Cheeks out. Breezy. Easy Sounds breezy. Nice. That e- sound nice. Easy breezy trip to the restroom. No, like, depending on 
how you're able to keep them around your ankles. You don't have to worry about you know the little dribble at the end or anything like that. Like you could go wide leg and kind of have it at your knees, I mean. so it's not touching the ground. This might be but the that's new meta. Like a whole new problem. This Jim. might be the new meta. Keep your keep your the front of your shorts clean, people. Pull your pants down around your knees. <laughs> this is a public service announcement from Rutledge and Hamilton. From Hamilton, I'm going to go ahead and give that one no, no, to no. you. No, let's. This is our show. I won't just steal your thunder. This is from Rutledge and Hamilton. That we say, for friends who pull do your pants down to your knees. All right. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I don't want to say uh, toilet or bad, but great article from Matt Schneidman. And the athletic, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, and the long succession. Just tell me the truth. You wanted to move on. Aaron Rodgers quoted heavily in this story from Matt Scheidman, and we'll hear from him a little bit. He was on Wilding and Tausch. He's on Rich Eisen right now. He's all over the place doing a media tour. It's a very well-written article. Great job by him to get Aaron Rodgers on the phone to quote a lot of these things. And, Matt, I want to run through some things that stood out to me. And then I wanted to see your reaction to him. But then also, and you can chime in 844-770-3776. Does this article, because Aaron Rodgers participated in it, does it make Aaron more or less likable? 844-770-3776. Now, it starts with a good background here. Green Bay, fresh off the NFC Championship game, where they lost 37-20, to and that wasn't that close. Uh, the team allowed 285 yards rushing. The most ever in an NFC title game. So you would imagine that that team maybe would have drafted a run stopper or a complimentary receiver to Devontae Adams. Instead, they drafted 21-year-old Jordan Love, even though Aaron Rodgers had four years remaining on his contract, and even at that point was arguably the best player in franchise history. Right. I have no issues with what he said so far. Right, but like revisit. I mean, looking back on that, and you say it out loud, it really does seem... This is not that crazy because this is what I've been saying. This is what I was saying started the whole issue with Rodgers in the first place was this move. The timing of it, everything about it was not fun for me. Right. And so then we start working our way through. And the biggest and boldest part of this story, Matt, is that it's basically confirmed now that Aaron Rodgers went to the Green Bay Packers after the 2021 season and... These stories that Aaron said are not true have been confirmed by the Packers in this part of the story that Aaron Rodgers did go to the Packers and say, trade me or fire Goody. Interesting. I mean, he basically... He tried to pull what happens in the NBA. Well, he tried to get... He tried to push a guy out of his job. I mean, I think that's excessive. As a player, you probably should not have that power, but let's call it what it is. Like, Goody... Tried to get rid of Rodgers or was trying to at least do something to get under his skin to the point where the Packers had to make this decision. So this seems like this is part of Goody's plan was to somehow unload Rodgers at some point in this fashion based on what I'm hearing right now. No? Right, but you you don't – where do you fall on that part? That does not make Aaron Rodgers look good. That Aaron Rodgers went to the Packers and, tra- and said either fire Goody or trade me. 100%. Agreed. So I think it's one-to-one now. Both of them have a notch for I looked like an idiot. Right, exactly. So then you start looking into uh, a little bit further down the road. Now, Aaron says that he did not ask the Packers for that. His agent did, but we're not dum-dums, Aaron. Your agent's just not willy-nilly going to the Packers saying, hey, trade my client. He's unaware I'm asking this. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, that's a good way to get fired as an agent, Matt. I would imagine that your agent does not make calls to Team Schuster about playing time or other things. Not yet. <laughs> not until some, I have issues with playing time. Some, it also, the story confirms that uh, Randall Cobb was basically traded for as an olive branch. Aaron Rodgers also went out of his way, which this is a, it's like a subtweet of Goody because he goes out of his way to talk about how Russ Ball definitely made a lot of effort to change how he operated. I mean, here's what he had to say in the article. I mean, Russ definitely made an effort to be more seen, to be a better communicator, to be around more, to interact with the guys more. And I really appreciated his effort to grow and listen to some things that I was saying and try to make the culture and the place a better environment. I thought Russ, more than anybody, really showed that he cared and showed personal growth. And I give him credit for that. He went on to say that Goody made some efforts, but at no point was his relationship with Goody as good as it is currently with the New York Jets. <laughs> wow. I mean, that, that's, not, that's not that interesting to me. Like, he's in a new place. He's at a place where they were like, we want you. We are going to go out of our way. We are going to trade assets to get you. You're our guy. Like, that is all Aaron Rodgers ever wanted in Green Bay, and that's all he's getting in New York right now. Do you think Goody needed to change his ways of doing Because this, as the story goes on, and I want to get to our poll question in a minute, and you can call in. This is not our main poll question. You can call in. Does this article make Aaron Rodgers look better or worse? 844-770-3776. He continues to reference some of the stuff about how Devontae Adams felt uh, insulted. Uh, they offered him less money than Christian Kirk. Now, that timeline doesn't match up. Christian Kirk signed after Devontae. So like, Wasn't Christian Kirk the... Player, eighteen million dollar player. Yeah, but he was the first one to go that year, so I don't think Devonte was signed before. This was Christian called Kirk. out. This was they when they offered him money, they offered him less than Christian Kirk got that same year. The, the offer was made to Devonte Adams before Christian Kirk got his money. Got you. Okay. So the timeline doesn't match on it, which is not important, right? Because the actual offer from the Raiders came in after Christian Kirk. Right, but the, got we're talking it. about the Packers offer, original offer okay. to yes. Devonte Adams. And, yeah, but that's not. Really the point. They offered him less money. This is from Aaron Rodgers. Then Christian Kirk, $18 million per year. And Adams is going, are you serious right now? I'm the best receiver in the league, and you're going to offer me less than Christian Kirk? With all due respect, he's not on Devontae's level. So he was, again, going to bat a little bit for his player. But as this goes on here, Matt, over and over again, this really comes down to a personality. A tox- I would put it like this. Goody and Aaron Rodgers had a toxic relationship. I think that is unquestionably the way to describe Aaron Rodgers and Goody's relationship as toxic. I would agree with that. Now, Matt, how much of that do you put on Aaron and how much of that do you put on Goody? I mean, I think you got to put a lot on the player because you're a player. This guy is the GM of the team. He got here working his way up through the ranks like you're just a player now this was Aaron Rodgers and at this point he probably had 14 years with the Packers under his belt so he's definitely a veteran and has been around the 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 game a lot but I don't really think players should have this kind like the kind of power that Aaron was hoping to wield and you, you see it more in the NBA but you don't see a ton of NFL players kind of ruling in that fashion one because you're not a part of a five-man squad on the court that plays both sides of the ball. You're one of 11, and you only play one side of the ball. You're not as important as an NBA superstar. So, like, it's they don't really have the leverage that some of these NBA guys do. And I don't agree with Aaron Rodgers doing this, but I this 
puts in perspective where he's coming from. I definitely see how you could be upset by the, everything with this timeline that he's giving. Whether whether it's right or wrong, this is how he's perceived it, and that's like you can't change that. That's like this person's reality. Just because it's not right, that's how they came across it, and that's what they reacted to. So that's how you have to come across it. So like him saying he was di- disres- like disrespected by Devante's offer, that totally makes sense. He might not have gotten the the words or anything right, but that doesn't change the emotion he felt when he found out about the situation in the first place. So that's why I don't I I think Goody was more in the wrong. I I mean, it'll we'll find out how Jordan Love turns out, but right now I think Goody made the bigger mistake, but Rodgers was like is by no means blameless in this situation. So it continues on where Rodgers was upset about some of the way he was portrayed as far as a passive leader for not showing up to some of the OTAs. He didn't like any of that. And now it gets down to the gist of these two trying to connect, especially when Goody was out west. Life happens, Rogers says. When I hit him back, he was already out of town. But it wasn't like I hit him back five days later. He hit me up like in the morning of one day. I hit him up either the night or the next morning, and then he was gone. It wasn't like there was a date for a meeting at this time, and I skipped out on it. He said, Goody definitely texted me more than I texted him. But I, and this is basically summarizing here a little bit at the end, I deserved more time to make that decision. Here's what he said. Did Brian text me more than I texted him? Yeah, but I, did I ghost him? No. I texted him back. There was a back and forth that we had. So what's the story you want to go with? You're going to stand on his hill of austerity and say that arguably in the conversation of the best player in your franchise history, you're going to say you couldn't get a hold of him and that's why we had to move on? Like, come on, man. Just tell the truth. You wanted to move on. You didn't like the fact that we didn't communicate all the time. Like, listen, I talk to the people that I like. I mean, is there? do you see anything wrong with that? Well, here's... Yeah. Yes. What, what, what's wrong? He doesn't get back to his GM as fast as he would like. If, if this is true, if we're taking Aaron Rodgers' word for what it's worth, that... What he's saying is factually accurate. If you text me in the morning and I get back to you in the afternoon, that's not outlandish. No, this last part, like, come on, man, just tell the truth. You wanted to move on. You didn't like the fact that we didn't communicate all the time. Like, listen, I talk to the people that I like. Aaron Rodgers unquestionably acted like a spoiled, entitled athlete. Goody is not a saint in this. But Aaron Rodgers, and I've said this a million times, everyone is accountable for their own damn actions. But Aaron Rodgers does not like to be held accountable for his own actions. He reacted poorly to a bad situation. The Packers made the bad situation, but Aaron Rodgers' reaction to it was crap. Agreed. That's all. I mean, you're right. He's not, Goody's not a saint here. But Aaron Rodgers and his reaction to it is pretty miserable. You don't have to like your boss. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers had to do that, but... You did have to be civil to create a functional workplace, and we were the best team in the NFL, in my opinion, for two years, and we didn't get anything done. It doesn't paint him in a better picture that if you did want to be traded, then you should sit down with the team and tell them, I don't want to play here anymore. How can I get out of here? How can we make this happen? Instead of having your agent tell Mark Murphy, you fire Goody or trade me. So neither side handled their interpersonal communications well. Which brings me to our Iron Jock poll question, 844-770-3776. Who 
has been a better GM. John Horst, and we'll talk about how he handled things with the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis over the last few years, or Brian Gutenkunst. 844-770-3776. And that is our first Iron Jack poll question. Who has been a better GM during their tenure? NBA champion John Horst or Brian Gutenkunst? 844-770-3776. Matt, the Packers might need some mold remediation to get that stink out of the frustration that uh, Aaron Rodgers had in that locker room. There's a lot of smoke to the fires of the Aaron Rodgers rumors. Well, uh, Revive Restoration can help with mold remediation, smoke or, or water uh, damage. They can help with that as well. Fire damage too. Matt, they're your guys. They're my guys. Well, unfortunately, Revive can't put out personal fires between <laughs> Goody and uh, and Aaron Rodgers, but they can help you get back to normal life after actual fires. There's like a stat, like 60% of businesses that have an accident don't make it back in the next two years. They end up going under. Don't let that happen to you. Call Revi- uh, Revive Restoration or the RevivePros.com and find out how they can help you. Accidents are going to happen, but Revive Pros and Revive Restoration has your back 24-7, 365 days a year. Don't let an accident happen to you, and if it does, Revive Restoration has your back. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. The last time that both of us together we walked up the field, um, I really didn't know how it was going to go, but I kind of knew that the time was coming. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't know what to expect, but I, I knew before the game because Aaron came up to me and he was like, I need you today. Uh, you know, because, I mean, obviously, if we didn't want that game, we would have been in the playoffs. That's Randall Cobb at a press conference today saying that when he walked off the field with Aaron Rodgers, he knew it would be the last time that he would do so as a member of the home team with Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Cleaning up the talking text line, Zena D, off our first topic. Cheeks out, P is out. Thank you, Zena D. Dave, the Deerfield guy who uh, his... He ran a family-owned restaurant on State Street for nearly 30 years, only after UW home football games and observing pants on the floor, undies around the knees, forearm on the wall, and forehead on the arm, and waiting for the dude to finish and escorting them out of the biz. So that's why they handled it at his family-owned business that he ran. You're out! Classy. You're using the, the bathroom like that. Tony and DeForest chimes in, Rogers cannot change anybody. Who is to say he didn't show personal growth? He says so, Tony. Because where was the personal growth? Aaron Rodgers was quoted heavily in that article, and Aaron Rodgers just talked about how he was aggrieved and how he handled it, and he did not feel he needed to handle it any different than he did. It doesn't make him a bad guy. It just makes him a hypocrite. down on his... He just makes him a hypocrite. He talks about personal growth, and he talks about all these things, and then he's retro. he's still going back and trying to bury the Green Bay Packers. And Goody... I shouldn't even say the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers has a toxic relationship with Brian Gutenkunst, and he clearly does not like him at all. And he continues to not let it go. And I think 
Goody as a GM is very much up in question. But you know what he's not doing right now? It's fair to say that he won't let it go. This was. uh, He could have said no to the interview. He didn't have to say, this was today, Matt. He didn't have to say, I talk to the people I like. He didn't have to take the shots at Goody. He took today, Matt Hamilton. So he's not letting it go. Uh, okay. I mean, it's, it's he's gone now. And he can he's started to show he's enjoying his life in Green Bay. So I don't think this is a Packers thing. I don't think this is an organization thing. I don't think this is a fan thing. I think everything he said about loving the fans about loving the organization, about loving the city, and wanting to retire Green Bay Packer is true. Yeah. I think he drew a line in the sand and basically said, I, and this is obviously in air quotes here, I hate Goody, I don't want to be here with him. It seemed like it was toxic. He did not like Goody yeah, I agree reading this and said, it's him or me, and Goody won out. And it's unfortunate that had to happen. I hate to be a both sides guy. They're both at fault. Because Aaron could have tried to figure out a way around this, or at least put on his big boy pants, pull him up at the urinal, and play for the Packers, and appreciate everything else that's great about the Green Bay Packers. Seems like he liked Russ Ball, liked his teammates, liked the city, liked all the rest of it. He just hated making Goody look good by winning football games. Yeah. So he couldn't get out of his own way with that in Green Bay. He's in New York, he's doing his own thing. And we stopped talking about his time in Green Bay until... He's, Someone wants to ask him about his time in Green Bay. He could have said no. I, he, I guess he Nobody could've. made him do it at all. So there was also a little shot he took at Matt LaFleur <laughs> where he said, remember the Packers tried to paint Matt LaFleur as someone who was just unaware that they were going to draft quarterback. Right. And Aaron basically like, and I respect Aaron on this, I'm not an idiot. Clearly you're not drafting a quarterback, and Matt LaFleur in that draft room with a smile on his face, he was not surprised by the pick. He clearly, his future is Jordan Love. If Matt LaFleur coaches in Green Bay, as I'm sure as he wants to coach in Green Bay for the rest of his life, his future is Jordan Love more than Aaron Rodgers. He's signing off on this. So Aaron's like, look, and we saw some cracks in that relationship, some shots that he took at LaFleur at times. So I think Aaron didn't have a toxic relationship with Matt LaFleur. That felt like an arm's length relationship, Matt. Yeah, it, it was one of those situations. It felt like it felt like Rogers was giving Lafleur a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, and still just blaming entirely on Goody. Whether Lafleur signed off on it, said no, you know, he obviously didn't said didn't say if you draft this guy, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. But he might not necessarily have been like we should use a first round draft pick on this. He was just probably. There and if Goody was like, I want this guy. I'm getting this guy. We're get, we're taking him. Like, what's Lafleur gonna do? So like that could have been a situation as well. Well, that's how they tried to paint it. But I think and Rogers, I think Rogers knows that there in some way Lafleur could have done more if he truly didn't want the quarterback. Let's hear uh, about that that conversation a little bit more. Uh, let's hear it. All along, maybe Lafleur's been involved in, in some of this, but. This is, this is really Rodgers versus Gutekunst and Rodgers versus the front office. So that's why there, there isn't much LaFleur involved. I'm not sure, you know, how exactly LaFleur felt about wanting Rodgers back. Um, but everyone knows how it works here in Green Bay, especially you two, that there's a very mostly strict hierarchy, I should say, of front office deals with personnel, coaches, coach, players, play. 
And that's Matt Schneidman on Wilding Tiles. You can listen back Wisconsin the Man, Apple, Spotify, and those great places for that entire interview. The Adam Madison chimes in. I think instead of finding a way to take the blame, LaFleur needs to find out who's responsible and stick his foot where the sun don't shine. He doesn't need to put them publicly like Rodgers, put them on blast publicly like Rodgers, but he does need to keep his staff accountable and stop acting like a timid cupcake. We talk about play, <laughs> We talk about how respected and successful Kyle Shanahan is, and a big part of it is holding the staff and players accountable rather than pulling blame onto himself. Pretty big issue in Green Bay. I'm not sure exactly what Adam is talking about. I mean, LaFleur, I think, handled this as best he could, honestly. I, I really do, as far as handling these situations... Rodgers, I don't think, was dying to be coached by Matt LaFleur. I think they had the best relationship they could have. It was an arranged marriage. This isn't, this gets to our poll question we'll get back to. John Horst narrowed down the finalists for the Milwaukee Bucks head coaching job to Kenny Atkinson, Nick Nurse, and Adrian Griffin. And Giannis and Middleton sat down with all three, and Giannis said he wanted no part of Nurse and Atkinson, but he liked Griffin. And for Horst, he said, you know what, I liked all three. Giannis, if this is your guy, I liked him. Like I was willing to hire any of them. If this is your guy, we'll roll with him. That's not how it worked for Rodgers and LaFleur. It was, hey, uh, Matt. Oh, Rodgers and Gutekunst. No, but no, Goody called Rodgers after LaFleur was hired and said, hey, this is our guy. You want to talk to him? Oh, yeah. So, again, Rodgers, he doesn't have, like, he's, it's not like he doesn't have grievances. It's just a matter of. You gotta handle them better, especially when you portray yourself want someone as so much bigger than the petty stuff. Yeah, he was in the petty. And Jeff and Janesville chimes in: Is Rogers wanting to put out his grievances, or did the reporter get an in? Well, Jeff, the reporter called Rogers, and Rogers gave him the quotes. So I would say that's you airing your grievances. This is not a some sort of sneaky. They didn't sneak attack him. They asked him the questions. He answered the questions. I want Brian Gutekunst to answer questions the same way. I want to hear what that's but like. But that's the advantage he has. He can hide behind kind of the, the green green and gold wall in Green Bay. Goody's going to look better as far as the interpersonal side of things here because he's not going to respond. Right. It would be really dumb of him to respond. He's only going to be able to, and look, he's got his own big matzo ball out there, and that's Jordan Love. Because if Jordan Love stinks or is average... And Aaron Rodgers looks good this year. And you want to tell me, I don't know since Aaron Rodgers, actually I know this for a fact, Aaron Rodgers has never been more motivated as a pro than he is currently since the day he was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Like that day, number one, and then now with the Jets is the times that Aaron Rodgers has been been the most motivated as a professional athlete to shove all the critics and all the people who think he's wrong and put it where the sun don't shine. The only other time that would be close is the season and maybe the season after they drafted Jordan Love. Yeah, but this I think this takes the cake because now he can really stick at the Goody. And well, Goody's he kind only of gonna, is already. He's already showing how happy he is in right. New York and but acclimating. If to he defense. goes and wins an MVP and if the Jets get to the Super Bowl, Goody has green and gold paint all over his face. Like, it is bad. It is a bad look for Goody, especially if the Packers. Would you call for his job, or do you think the Packers fans should call for his job if, say, Jordan Love goes five and twelve and Aaron Rodgers makes the Super Bowl? It's fruitless to call for his job. It won't happen. You're going to have to have two years. He's got the same leash that Love has. They'd have to have two pretty abominable years to to 
not to get fired. Mark Murphy's in this too. He's in this as long as Murphy's there. Murphy's not firing him and hiring someone new on his way out the door. True. Yeah. And so Goody knows that. Uh, 844-770-3776. Our Iron Jock poll question that we asked, and it is a landslide early. We did ask this question. Who has been a better GM so far? Packers GM Brian Gutekunst or Bucks GM John Horst? Right now, 80% of you say John Horst. I think, I think that's right. <laughs> you know what else is right? The folks at Canopy Wealth Management. At Canopy Wealth Management, they take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits a generic mold, and neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to Canopy-Wealth.com to get started with them today. That's Canopy-Wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Is LaFleur and Rodgers' relationship any different than McCarthy and Favre's new coach, old star, QB, wanted to do it their way? That's from Joel and Madison. That's a good point. I don't think anyone did anything wrong in the LaFleur-Rodgers relationship. I think they both handled their arranged marriage the best they could. It was just brought up because Aaron Rodgers clearly points out in this article that he knows that Matt LaFleur was at least a part, in the, a part of the evaluation process of Jordan Love and was somewhere involved, maybe not signing off on it, but he was not some poor victim here where, oh my God, I can't believe the, the team drafted Jordan Love. And Aaron always knew that and always had in the back of his mind. So I think Aaron is very much either you're with me or against me sort of guy. But I think this whole story from The Athletic and Matt Schneidman paints a toxic relationship between Goody and Aaron Rodgers and one that they're both responsible for. But that gets us to our... Uh, Iron Jack poll question, Matt, and I wanted to ask you your thoughts on uh, this poll question here. Who has been the better GM so far? Packers GM Brian Gutekunst or Bucks GM John Horst, 844-770-3776. John Horst uh, has been the GM for the Milwaukee Bucks uh, from August, excuse me, uh, from June 2017. That's when he took over for John Hammond. He's been with the actual organization since 2008. And obviously has won an NBA title, also has won an NBA Executive of the Year award, and is pretty highly thought of within the league. And he's put together a nice team. He didn't draft Giannis. He didn't trade for Chris Middleton, but he did get Drew Holiday. And that was the final piece. He did hire Budenholzer. And he did ink Giannis to his extension. So a lot of positives there for John Horst. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't think that uh, there's really any comparison here. Uh, Goody has not won a championship. He's not been the GM or executive of the year. He hasn't signed or re-signed a, a superstar at Giannis's level. Like his, his best re-signing might be Jair at this point. I guess he extended... Uh, Aaron, but uh, to your point, yeah. Which look how it worked out. Yeah, right. Like it, it, he might have extended him, but he did it after he realized he made a mistake, and then 
literally after his got his extension, it was the worst two years for Goody, basically. And right? I'm trying you to think of how many... Season, but then you had a total fall-apart year. I feel like Aaron only played one year on that actual extension. Was it only one? I think and it was if, just last and, year. And if, that's the, and, and if that's the case, it's even worse. I feel like, like last year was the only year on the actual extension. It was extended earlier, but the actual year started hitting... I think last year Horst, was the first part of it. Horst extended a guy, and then he went on to work even harder and win you a championship. We're paying $40 million for a player who's not on our team. True. Yeah, like, th- this isn't even, like, that close of a comparison. Horst has been doing everything right, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, they're in a different situation. Giannis has more power over the Bucks than Rodgers ever had over the Packers. So I feel like... Horst's his best move was always going to be to confer in Giannis uh, picking this coach, where Goody just knows that there's there's no power in the players in Green Bay. That's just not how it is, and that's the NFL too. There's just not that right. kind of power there. There, but with Goody, you look at his body of work, Matt. It's more than just the there's the Devonte, there's the draft. I mean, where we like. Go deeper on Goody. What grade do you give him? I mean, Horst, I think, unquestionably is viewed as, I would say, a B or a B-plus uh, GM. He'd yeah, be an A, but, you know, the last two years underperforming. Uh, maybe we gotta can't keep him at the A level. But where do you put Goody on this as you dig deeper into his reign as the Packers GM? Yeah, that's so that's interesting. Obviously, you look under his tenure record has been as good as you could ask for. As far as regular season record. Always setting yourself up for a good playoff position. Other than last year, he's made the playoffs every single year he's been the GM, right? I think Horst is in the same situation. He might have missed one playoff run. No. Right. They have not missed the playoffs. They Since 2017, playoffs. Yeah. no. Yeah. So th- th- I, I, I can't give I can't in good conscience give Go- Goody better than like a C plus. Horse won Executive of the Year, not the year he won the title. <laughs> so, I mean, usually give it to the, you know, so. Did he get it the year he got Holiday? It probably would have been 2019, so that's two years before they won the title. But he, uh, they were 16-22, league best, and they reached the Eastern Conference Finals. That's when they lost to Kawhi Leonard. Right. And so, no, that was, the, I think they got uh, Drew Holiday the year after that. They had Bledsoe on that team, and Bledsoe was, a major reason why they lost to that Toronto team. Guy couldn't hit a, sh- a shot to save his career, basically, because <laughs> I don't know if he's in the league anymore. If he is, he's definitely not the paid player that he was at that point. Horst is only 40 years old. He's every bit the up-and-coming GM that you want for a for a basketball organization. Now, Matt, on the flip side of it here, the Bucks have handled this different with Giannis. They brought him in, and I heard Tausch earlier today saying that you know, you want a team to have, you know, basically some conviction about who they want to hire, and there is a danger of allowing players to to hire someone and or have this kind of say, and you know, who's going to take the blame if Adrian Griffin is bad? But to me, it still falls on Horst. It's he's decided that when he, at least the way I look at this, Matt is, and he did this with Budenholzer, so he should get credit. This worked once already. He got right. a title. Is he narrowed it down? to some finalists, and then he allowed exact same scenario. Let Giannis and let Chris Middleton talk with the candidates. And then Giannis said, hey, 
this guy's my favorite. The, the other time it was Middleton and Giannis signed off on Boonholzer. This time around, Giannis said, I don't want Nurse. I don't want Atkinson, reportedly. He said, I want Griffin. But he had up narrowed down to three people, and they interviewed, it sounds like, at least ten people. So Horst basically nailed the process down and I think gave Giannis and Chris Middleton three options, and if they felt strongly about it, I think he encouraged their feedback. And Giannis felt strongly this time around that a former player, a longtime assistant, but not too long where you worry, like, can they do the job? Just a guy that, and there was some personal things that were settled that I think pushed back the start of his coaching career a little bit further than maybe they should have been. Jeff Van Gundy, who coached Adrian Griffin, loves the move. Zach Lowe uh, said that the league was very impressed with how the Bucks handled the hiring of Adrian Griffin. So two different ways around it, but the Bucks are giving Giannis the power. And that is the NBA, but Giannis definitely is not on the outside looking in with the Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely. And you can't put Giannis on the outside because if you put him on the outside, he'll just go somewhere else because there is 30, what, 29 other teams? There's 30 teams in the NBA, right? There's yep. 29 other teams that would be more than willing to bring Giannis in to whatever team conversations that would make him happy. So the Bucks have to keep Giannis happy because the last thing the Bucks can afford to do is lose Giannis. He's he is all the reasons the Bucks even have a chance going into every single season to to be the best team in the NBA, and that's why that's why you have to keep that guy, and that's why you have to hire exactly who he wants. Otherwise, it's not going to work. All right, get your fingers ready. Caller number one in honor of the one combined title between John Horst and Brian Gutenkunz. Caller number one and caller number four. Four. 844-770-3776. Caller number one and caller number four. You're both qualified to win that $50 gift card to North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. We've got Minute to Win It coming up next, which means you'll pick, do you think Matt or do you think myself will do better in Minute to Win It and if you pick correctly, you get that $50 gift card. 844-770-3776. Caller number one and caller number four. You're both qualified for that $50 gift card for North and South. See from the Smokehouse. Minute to win it. Coming up next, this is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Legend Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, we're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We're going to get the minute to win it in a minute. But I want to tell you about my friends at North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. Whether it's Madison, whether it's Verona, whether it's DeForest, you're going to get a great experience at any three of those locations. Uh, you can have it carried out. You can have them cater an event for you. Big event, family dinner, have a happy hour. Uh, there's a lot of great reasons to go to North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. And you should check out any one of those three locations. You're going to have a fantastic time. It is now time to play Minute to Win It. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. This is the Minute to Win It presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. Jim, this is going to make you feel so good. Uh, Derek and Wanaki calls in before I even give him the information. Yeah. He's Jim. I, I don't want I don't want anything else. It's Jim <laughs> today. All right. So well, now uh, I got the pressure on me. The pressure. I'll do my best. But I've got full confidence in you. Today's 
category is the past 10 head coaches. This is just in general for the Packers, Brewers, Bucks, and Badgers. Okay. Football. Alrighty. So, like, obviously. No interims are included. Okay. Um, And yes, just this is. Now, football? Yes. Badger football? football? Badger football, not basketball. So, Badgers, uh, football. Brewers, obviously that's baseball. Bucks, and then we you you said Packers, correct? Alrighty, okay. All right, and I will say the if, other one. I will give uh, Matt this as well. If pen has not hit paper, they don't count. So okay. Now I will. The, the tricky part with this one is making sure you just don't get too far back there. But yeah. I think we're good. Is this based on higher or time? Like as uh, the like. Like for the, when they end it. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Set. Go. We'll go. Uh, obviously, Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema is incorrect. Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson is correct. And Paul Christ. Paul Christ is on there. And then we'll go with Craig Council. Craig Council is correct. Then we'll go with uh, Mike Budenholzer. Booty is correct. We would go with Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur is up there. All righty. And so let's go back to the Bucks. We will go with uh, Jason Kidd. Correct. Then let's go to the Packers and McCarthy. Absolutely. They're tied. All righty. And we said we had Chris there. So how many do I have? You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are three remaining. And you said they, do they have to actually coach or just been hired? Just been hired. Luke Fickle. Correct. All righty. So I'm missing so the Brewers. Who was before? That one's tough before council. I don't even know. That, it can't be before. Uh, so the Bucks kid, Bootenholzer. Who was before kid? Ooh, that one is tough. Uh, Scott Skiles? Oh, incorrect. But it was a good run. You have one through seven and then number 10. So I have eight out of the 10. Eight out of 10. Correct. I feel pretty good about that. All righty. Bring in Matt Hamilton here. I'm going to be annoyed with what I didn't get there, but. All right, Matt Hamilton. What's that? No, I don't. You don't get those clues, man. No, I'm just curious. How do you feel you did? I didn't do very good. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about my chances going into this, knowing your score? I think if you find a good groove, you'll be fine. Okay. I don't believe you. The, the tricky part for this one is, I'll give you the hint on it, is the timelines. Oh, Not the no. names, but like you, I can see if you're going to get wrong, I feel like you're going to get it wrong because you'll... You'll get like three strikes. Okay. All right, Matt. So I want to give you this. You, maybe it'll help motivate you the same way Aaron Rodgers is motivated right now. Derek and Wanakee, caller number one, didn't even wait to hear the topic. Interrupted me mid-sentence to say he wanted Jim. It was Jim. <laughs> End of story. That's not the wrong thing to do. You're <laughs> for this game. <laughs> uh, all right. So this one is the past 10 head coaches for Wisconsin sports. Not including basketball. So oh here's, my gosh! Here, let me let me. It's the Badgers, Packers, Brewers, and Bucks. Yeah. The past ten. Okay. Pen has to have hit paper. So as long as they're signed, they yeah. count. No, I get it. If they haven't signed a deal, they are not on this list. Are you ready, Matt? Oh, and no interims. Interims did not count on this list. Oh. Okay. Okay. Your time. Starts now. Budenholzer. Correct. LaFleur. Correct. 
Um, Perkins. I- I- incorrect. Oh, no, no, no. I meant to say Kenny Atkinson. <laughs> the other guy was something Perkins, right? For the Bucks. Griffin, but he has Griffin. not signed yet, so that's wrong regardless. Yeah. He however, hasn't signed yet. That's why he was clear. Okay, so there's paper. two. Got you. Okay. Inter- I mean, that makes sense. Oh, so we got we to go Paul Chris. Paul Chris is correct. Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle's correct. Um, Let's see. I went with Council. I... You have not said oh. Council yet. Oh, Craig Council. Correct. Oh, um, I remember the guy. Bef- I think I remember him before Council, but it can't be the last 10 years. Um, Doesn't have to be within the last 10 years. Or, it's just in order. order. Yeah. Um, who is that dude that Anderson? Gary Anderson? Gary go. Anderson, correct. Um, Bucks. I don't remember who the Bucks coach was. Ham? Ooh, incorrect, which means you've got two incorrect. Oh, oh. But he's out of time, isn't he? Time is up, absolutely. It was Jason Kidd. Your time is up. It doesn't matter. You got six to Jim's eight spot. I figured Jim was going to beat me on that one. That seems like I'm So so I had said Bielema, but Bielema, I guess, a little too far back. Okay, so if I would have hit Kidd, that put me at seven. I don't know. I would have had to go Mike McCarthy? Yeah, Mike McCarthy is definitely on this list. Oh, so I could have gotten... If I would have gotten Kid and McCarthy... You would have gotten yeah, the exact same I don't same have ones. anyone crazy on here. I had uh, Gary Anderson, Fickle, uh, obviously Paul Chris, Craig Council, Mike Budenholzer, Jason Kidd, LaFleur, and McCarthy. I guessed wrong on Scott Skiles. I couldn't remember who was before Kid. Don't know Kidd. who that is. And honestly, I could not tell you. It's been forever who was before Craig Council. I would have guessed Ron Reneke. Isn't it Yost? Yost is further back, I think. I think Ron Reneke was before. Ron Reneke was the next one. So here, let me run you down. So I would have gotten Ron Reneke. All right. Absolutely. So Luke Fickle, Matt LaFleur, Craig Cancel, all active. We don't have one for the Bucks yet. Mike Budenholzer holds that spot uh, from 20, or 15 to 2022. You had Paul Christ in for the Badgers. Mike McCarthy from 06 to 18. Jason Kidd for the Bucks, 2014 to 2018. Reneke from... 2011 to 2015 for the crew, and then Larry Drew 2013 oh, to God. 2014. You could have given me who the heck is Larry a Drew? lot of money, and I never would have gotten Larry Drew. I forgot about Larry Drew. Did he come after Skiles? Then I guess I wonder. Yeah, um, he must have because I don't have Skiles right down here. But they Brewers? went through a lot of bucks. No, bucks. Bucks. Okay. Larry Drew is a deep cut. That one's tough there. <laughs> and Renicky, that would if I had a little more time, I would have taken a hail mary on Ron Renicky. Because it's just the name. I, 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 knew I recognize that, the name when you say it, but I never I knew that Yost was not the last manager before Council. That's I knew like that the last much. manager that I remember. Right. Well, I think it went Yost <laughs> to Renicky. Right. Ned, Ned Yost, Yost yeah. who won a World Series with the Royals. How about that? You could say the color of my truck is like royal blue, and I just so I took what that kind of truck. It is a uh, Chevy. Uh, Silverado from my friends at Simpson Chevy in Mount Horb. I used it to drive my camper up north, and look, I had to pull it through some trees. I had to it, <laughs> it off-road it with a camper on it, trying to park that baby. But it got really dirty from having someone having a chainsaw uh, down around the truck. I was pulling back trees to make sure nothing fell on it, and it just it got a little dirty with the camping. So I took it over to a car wash today, got it cleaned up. So now. My big blue truck from Simpson Chevy in Mount Horeb looks spectacular. And, obviously, it does all I need as far as towing anything, whether you got a boat, a camper, 
tow ten thousand pounds. So you're good. Uh, if you're in the market for a new or new to you Chevy Silverado or Colorado, check out my friends at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Olson Tune has been customizing both residential.